Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. We had a terrific conversation in our group program this morning about someone, and her name's Tracy. She's just a phenomenal entrepreneur. And she said to me, you know, really the big change that I need to make is from having my business run me to having me run my business. And I thought that was such a great envelope for the work that we do here at The Road to Seven, where we help women that are at that intersection of pretty much having done it all themselves. They maybe have a team member or two, but really the whole weight of the the their business is sitting on their shoulder and they're looking to start having their business be bigger than them. And you can't be at the mercy of your business if you're going to make that switch and start to scale properly. And so as the conversation went on, there were two really big elements that came through that I thought was really worthwhile sharing. The first one is that everything is rooted in a decision. You're faced with thousands of decisions in a day. And when you're scaling, you're having to make some decisions that are really scary because what you had done in the past to get you to where you are to that point of being established, having revenue come in, you've got some consistent clients, you know, you know, you're making six figures or more, you're starting to to bring people on to help you in in whatever place. There's decisions that you made to get you to this point. But there's some really strategic decisions that we need to make to go to the next point. And that is exactly how we shift from having your business run you to you running your business. So the first strategic decision you need to make is what that next level looks like. Is the next level a revenue goal? Is the next level a number of clients? Is the next level an impact on automaticity and efficiency? What does that next level look like for you? And when you can define that super clearly with as much detail as possible, then all of a sudden we can go back and start making the strategic decisions that have to happen to get you there. More often than not, one of the strategic decisions has to do with hiring and bringing on someone who can help shoulder the responsibility of your business and be responsible for running specific elements that are required to have you do what it is that you do. One of the places we like to bring people on is in the fulfillment phase. But if you're a coach or a consultant or, you know, a specialist in your field, often there's a belief that a really deep seated belief that people have hired you personally to get them the results. And so the decision that we need to make is one where we say, okay, these are the results that my business gets. And this is the process that we use to get there. And this is what you can expect as our client. 
The trick is in the process that gets you from A to B. When you can map it out and lay it out, and we do this through our powerful process tool, when you can lay that out, then you can start seeing, well, what are my leverage points to pull myself out? But it all starts with that strategic decision that you're ready for your business to be bigger than you. That's all there is to it. Other strategic decisions, strategic hires could be in the marketing department where you bring someone in who's ultimately responsible for generating more highly qualified leads. And it's really easy to pass that off. Well, it's not because we like to think that we're the only ones who can do our marketing because it's our voice, has to be our face, has to be our words. We got to be the person who does it. However, if we shift a little bit and say, okay, my job is to lead the marketing person to get the results that I want and to help train them and onboard them to my voice. Hopefully you're hiring someone who has chops in creating the leads through the strategy that you use. Maybe it's a LinkedIn person, an Instagram person, a Facebook person, an email person, a speaking, somebody who gets you on stages, a handler, for lack of a better word, I can't think of the right word for somebody who gets you on stages. It'll come to me at a very inopportune time. When you hire someone who has skill in that space, part of their job is to learn and acclimate to your style and your voice and your words. We talked this morning about shifting that responsibility so that you weren't at the mercy of your business. And one of the things we talked about was how to handle a meeting with one of your team members who is ultimately responsible for something within your business. In this particular case, it was for being an account manager to get results. And I talked about how, you know, in the past, it's so easy for us to just go in and redo the work that that person did. That in the short term is going to help, but in the long run, it's going to really hurt you. And so your job shifts. It shifts to being the leader of the person who's responsible for getting the result. Sometimes you have to let them fall on their sword. Sometimes they're going to make mistakes. That's human. When you keep jumping in and redoing their work and not letting them claim ownership, you're essentially saying, I don't actually trust you to get the results. In which case, I'm going to ask you as the leader, why the heck are you paying them money If you're not letting them get results for you in a way that they know, it might be different from yours. It might be a different strategy than you use. But if you've hired well and you've hired someone who has a proven track record of getting the results that you want, your job is just that. It's to lead them to do the best that they can. It doesn't mean that you give them the project or you give them, you know, something to be in charge of and then you never touch base. And then, you know, through three months down the road, they bring the results to you and you're disappointed because it's not what you wanted. Your job is to have regular touch points with this person and help them to keep getting results in the short term so that in the long term, they can have full autonomy over the results that they got. And you've just been a part of it and leading them and giving them the tools and resources that they need. Them reporting numbers to you is just your way of tracking the progress. If they're not hitting the numbers that you want, then we talked this morning about how some of your key questions are, what's going really well? What's feeling really tricky right now? How can I support you to get the results that you're looking for? That's your job as the leader. 
if you keep jumping in and fixing it, you're at the mercy of your business because you're going to be needed 24-7 to fix whatever happens to be going wrong in that moment. You know, the second thing that I think is really important that we tap into when we're talking about shifting to a place of running your business instead of being at the mercy of it is the fear that might be associated with it. Fear that if you're not involved, you're going to lose a client. Fear that, you know, people are only there, have only hired you and only want your eyes on things. Well, they can have that, friends. They can have your eyes on things. They just have to pay a premium if they want you to be the only one to touch it. Otherwise, this is where team comes in. So if you're afraid of losing clients, then I encourage you to go back and look at the results that you get for clients and that you can stand behind and that you've got the process in place to be able to get those results. Otherwise, it's really hard to sell what it is that you do. So the fear is, well, what if I lose clients? The flip side of that is, what do I need to do or what do I need to make stronger in my company so that I don't lose clients? And I can keep bringing more people in, make systems even better, become more efficient, become more proficient at what it is that we do as a team. That fear is holding you hostage. I can't let go. I don't trust anyone to do what it is that I do. That's fear. I can't invest money because what if I don't get it back? That's fear. I can't make a strategic hire because I don't have enough bandwidth. That's fear. And what we do is we make these excuses become facts to prevent us from making these big moves. And I just want to point out that in our, in our conversation this morning, these are conversations that don't happen in regular groups. These are conversations that happen when you are with a peer group that is at a similar stage and level to you. This is what we call an elevated conversation when it comes to entrepreneurship. We're not talking about what to post on Instagram. We're not talking about what to post on Facebook. We're talking about how to manage your team that's in charge of your marketing. So that fear, if you're not in a community or a place where you're sharing similar fears, then it's really hard to get the guidance and support that you need to move through it. And so us being able to talk about meeting meetings and how to run the meeting and how to help lead this person to greatness is a part of overcoming that fear. And that's where community is so powerful. So just a quick plug, if you want to be having these elevated conversations, just reach out. Let's get you into one of our programs. We've got a great offer on at the moment this month, and I'd love to share it with you. Just hit me up with a DM, a message, a bat signal, an email, whatever it is, and say, hey, I want to learn more because I want to join this elevated community. So that fear I think is really important for you to be acknowledging what you're afraid of. Another conversation we had today was, I have to raise my rates. And the question is, how do I do that? And my response was always the cheeky, well, you just change the numbers. And she sort of looked at me and was like, okay. And I was like, literally, that's how you raise your rates. And so then, you know, we sort of dug in a little bit deeper and we knew that any new clients that come in will get her new rate. That's no problem. But what about past clients? You know, what if I, the fear was, what if I raise my rates and I lose them? And so we looked at the cost of doing work with people who are underpaying you for the work that you do. And it's just, it's not worth it to you. There are some of you that are losing money by keeping clients because you're afraid you're going to lose them. And so you've got to do that deep dive into your pricing and make sure that you have 
enough bandwidth that you can keep growing and keep serving and you're not taking a loss just because you're afraid of losing them. So where are you choosing to mask an excuse as a fact when really it's kind of rooted in fear? I I mean, I see it all the time when people are like, yeah, I want to join your program. And I'm like, awesome, let's go. I said, what is it that you want to achieve? I want to have more time, more money. I'm like, great. Come on in. That's what we do. And then they're like, yeah, I don't want to spend the time. I don't think I have enough time to do it. And I don't think I have enough money. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like one thing has to give here, but that's just fear that you're choosing to use fear to hold you back from joining something that you know is going to get you what you want. So shifting to running your business from it running you, what is that strategic decision that you need to make today that's going to have the most amount of impact? And secondly, what is that fear that you can rewrite, overwrite, acknowledge and move on and make the action anyway so that you can bring your business to the next level? That's what I got for you this week. I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout out on an upcoming episode and you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to 7 Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.